Welcome to the Social Witnessing Podcast, observing the world from a nice, safe distance. All right, episode 28, Social Witnessing, with our guest, the new friend, photographer, Ryan Walter Wagner. What's up, Ryan? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, actually, all things considered. Awesome. Well, um, we got lots to talk about, and I'm really interested to hear about your project through the window. But before we get into that, we always like to start off by asking people kind of what their journey's been over the past couple of months. So kind of how it all began for you and what it's been like so far. Um, it's been different i mean that's <laughs> kind of one way to put it but it's uh i mean it started off weird i mean you didn't really know what was going to happen or what to prepare for but you kind of felt like you had to prepare for something um you know my w- work was all canceled within one week and i just kind of <clears throat> sat around trying to figure out how to fill my time and i figured out a few, couple projects that kind of worked out and ended up filling pretty much the last seven weeks for me nice mm-hmm. right so doing you've you've been doing photography kind of in the vancouver area for quite a, a while i take it yeah for sure i've been doing um photography for maybe 10 or 12 years something like that and you have like a couple of different i saw on your instagram you have a couple of different uh kind of entities that you're working with or for or you've built can you like share yeah. a little bit about how that's all set up for you? Yeah, well, basically last year, at the beginning of last year, I decided I wanted to um, brand, like open up a studio um, so that not all my photography work was pointed at me as an individual. Um, so I started doing that and called it Good Side Photo. And that kind of focused more on corporate stuff like uh, corporate events and meetings and seminars and that sort of thing. And like headshots and, and portraits. Like I have a studio space. So I do a lot of like family portraits and business headshots and that sort of thing. Um, And then on the other side of it, I have kind of like my more personal work where, uh, you know, I'm selling prints or doing series and that sort of thing. Um, So those are kind of like my main outputs for photography. And I have a couple of other little projects on the side, but you know, always keeping busy. Right. And you said, um, you said that all the work kind of went away in a week. Was it, was it really that kind of, uh, was it like a hundred percent, like everybody just started canceling and just everything dried up immediately? Is that how it went for you? Pretty much. Like the, the first part of it was, um, Ted talks. I work for Ted talks for the last five years or so. And they had been kind of keeping in touch with saying like, Oh, we might just do it online. We might push it to later in the summer. And I kind of saw something coming that way. That was mm-hmm. a couple of weeks beforehand. And then uh, it was literally within three days, a lot of, I was doing a lot of um, events uh, in, in March and April. And it was within three days that everything just kind of got shut down. And then it was like around the 12th, I think that week. Wow. Um, that like it was literally like email after email every morning I woke up it was just like everybody putting things on hold from family portraits to yeah like seminars and all that kind of stuff so right it took everything away from me um, yeah um, I'm interested to hear actually about the TED Talks 
um, I guess a little bit off off topic, but what kind mm-hmm. of stuff have you done with them, and what's that I, experience been? Like? I had more of an administrative role with TED Talks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just kind of got in there, uh, you know, like five years ago with a friend of mine that had a role there that he needed another person to do as well, and so I went and did it and got along with everybody real well. So they always call me back. So it's kind of a nice little uh, change of pace for me a, a couple of weeks every year to go and do that. Right. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so with the families, did you notice like now that things are changing, are you finding that any of the families are coming back? Like now that we have, I don't know, now that people, I think I don't, we live downtown, so maybe we see it differently, but I feel like people are less afraid to be around other people now in small groups. Are you getting any of those bookings back? Um, I haven't been getting like in studio bookings. No, um, I kind of feel like the Through the Window project has kind of replaced a lot of my family portraits because that's the way that people are wanting to do portraits right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So most of those bookings are through through uh, through the window. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I guess let's let's get into that. How did yeah. that come about? And well, what it kind is of it? like with with that week of me getting all those emails, I was kind of. Um, you know, as we all were wondering what was going to happen, even in the next couple of days kind of thing. But I was still going down to my studio. I cleaned it all up and I just kind of set up and had a few like photo ideas and was kind of messing around with some projects and um, started selling some prints. I did like um, I you know, spray painted a, a roll of toilet paper gold and photographed it on this backdrop and did a few things like that. And it was selling prints and then. I was kind of getting in that mode of like, let's keep doing something creative and like just try and think of some ideas. I was doing some graphic design. I was, you know, signed up for an online design course. And and as I was going through all that, it was kind of one of those things where you're at night and your, your brain's going and I was thinking of ideas. And it was that. It was like, oh, man, I really like using glass as like an element in a portrait. I pro- probably could like do some portraits of people like, quarantine at home because that's what we're all doing now so I kind of woke mm-hmm. up the next morning and luckily remembered that that was <laughs> a thought that I had had before I went to sleep the night before which is rare right yeah totally and then so I just kind of crafted a little Facebook post and I said to my to my friends like hey I'm thinking of doing these portraits if anybody um, wants to do that like you know send me a message let's set it up and I probably waited 10-15 minutes and you know, from that time on till six weeks, that's all I was doing every day. I was doing like five, six, seven portraits a day. Oh, every, wow. Every single day. And then kind of figured out how to organize it a bit more. And, and, you know, at that point it was getting, you know, we did like a TV spot on, on city TV and Vancouver is awesome. Gave us a lot of exposure on it too. So that it was just like, things like that started happening so I just rolled with it you know (laughs) why not I mean aside from all of that and the way that it was able to expand a ton it was like such a great experience to meet so many people and just talk to them about how weird everything is is turning out to be right now and like Mm -hmm. where all these different perspectives are are coming from and how some people you know would I'd show up and they'd be in costume and having a fun time and other people would just be like, you know, in their sweats and looking a bit bummed and scuffed <laughs> and like, just kind of like appreciating the fact that it was documenting that like, this is what we're doing. We're sitting at home right now. This is weird. Yeah. Um, so it was, it just, yeah, it just kind of blew up into this 
crazy thing that I got to like drive around the city and chat to people and take photos. Is that what you think it is that appeals to people about this project, the, the documenting side of it? Um, I get lots of different answers. Like for me, that's what it is. It's, it's documenting this period. And it's, it's historical for us. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know anybody that's kind of gone through this before. So there's not nothing real to compare. It. Um, so lots of people would say that, um, you know, other people, I felt like early on, like in the first couple few weeks of it, that, um, there was a lot more people that, had been inside for two weeks straight. Like maybe a lot of people were like coming back to Canada. So they had to quarantine for two weeks or like those sorts of things. Um, so those people maybe were just kind of happy to like talk to someone, see a face right. kind of thing. So there's all these kind of different angles coming, coming out of it as well. And so what's the process like? Like what, what, what has it go from start to finish for you? So now what it is, is there's like a little form on my website it's pretty simple. You put your, your name and your address and you give me a couple dates that would work for you and then a time of day that would work for you. And then I'll email you back and say, okay, well, I put you in on Thursday. Um, good for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's good. And then the night before, like Wednesday night, I would send them a text and say, I'm coming tomorrow. I, I you know, let's say three o'clock. Does that work for you? Okay. Confirm your address. Good. I'll confirm. I text them when I'm on away on their way on my way. And then, uh, show up and then you know we have a little chat and see how everybody's doing kind of suss out the the location and take a bunch of photos it doesn't take very long you know five ten minutes depending on what the space is like <clears throat> and then maybe chat a little bit longer or take off depending on what they're into some people want to you know i've sat there and talked for an hour with people before afterwards is that like fi like face to face or you mean like from from your from your distance where you're sh taking the shots from yeah it's from a distance always like i don't get close I, I, you know a couple times people have asked me to like go into buildings and right and i'm not comfortable with that like uh, you know that's not really the point of this project in the first right. place so I have uh, said no a couple times just to things that I thought maybe were crossing a, a boundary that shouldn't be crossed right now. Mm -hmm. um, but generally, I mean, when I'm talking with people there, you know, it could have been, it could be on the phone. Like some people have been on like the fifth or eighth floor where I can't talk to them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there's another person where I like literally photographed them from a half a block away oh, wow. and they're on the thir third floor of their like brick building and their photos turned out beautiful, but we only ever talked on the phone. I don't really even know what they look like because they were <laughs> so far away. <laughs> uh, but then there's other people that maybe they're in a basement suite. So they crack the window up and we, and we chat. Um, I kind of just, you know, I know what my level of being of, of how comfortable I am about getting close to people right now. Um, and I always kind of get, try and gauge how, how, how people are like what they're comfortable with as well. So yeah. it's all, it's always, I always kind of feel like um, I've mentioned a couple of times, like you, you always get this kind of, well, I do as a person, just like, you know, if I got to go out somewhere, I get a little bit nervous thinking like maybe it won't happen and then I'll feel better. So you get a little bit nervous going into uh, certain things and every shoot do the same kind of thing like not nervous in a bad way but just that kind of like anxious feeling mm -hmm. right so I, I always kind of get that and I'm like driving out to a stranger's house and like doing this project that's like its whole 
whole thing in itself and like all these thoughts and then i'll show up and that just goes away instantly and everybody has just been so wonderful mm -hmm. like it and it just amazes me every time that like every single person's house that i showed up to was just like warm smile i've you know i felt like the ice cream man like everybody was <laughs> stoked to see me they're like yeah you're here you know it'd be like the thing for them to do that day. yeah exactly <laughs> i remember photographing um these two women and they were on I think the third floor and this white apartment building and just one window there and, the, and I got them to kind of hang out there and their just hair was just like huge and beautiful and blowing in the wind and I just had to say something I was like oh my god you guys look like gorgeous your hair is incredible and like yeah I haven't washed it in two weeks I just washed it you were coming over <laughs> so I was like running into that a lot too it's like I was the thing for them to do that day um, which is a nice feeling as well I guess it's like like the new the new face is like that the new person in the group you're just so excited to have a reason <laughs> to get dressed up yeah. and see somebody new we're, yeah totally it just just kind of shows us like how crazy it is right now that like something like that not that it wouldn't be exciting in its own right regardless but just how how attached people are getting to just any kind of stimulation or contact with another human being a hundred percent. Yeah. I thought that I found that pretty fascinating after hearing that a couple of times of like people like getting ready for me to come over. Like it's different from when, like if I were to have a family come to my studio, there's it's a totally different dynamic that I've discovered. Mm -hmm. It's like in my studio, like, you know, kids will come by and they're like unsure and kind of scared and not wanting to be there. So, you know, I'll take like a half an hour at the beginning and like sit on the floor with them and let them take pictures of me and like, just get them comfortable. And like, you know, I got to like, you know, put effort into like making this a, a fun, easy place to like, because he's just getting photos now. What's the big deal, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> but and now when I go to people's houses, it's like I'm on their turf. They're in their comfort zone. They get to be how they want to be. So I find that um, maybe that's one element too, where people are like, you know, just seem more comfortable in front of the photo. Like there's a bigger ratio of people that are more comfortable getting their photo taken because there's always going to be the people that hate having their photo taken mm -hmm. they still have to go you know <laughs> so it's, it, it, yeah oh I was just gonna say I think too there's just some ele element of loneliness that you're erasing for people like even even when you're in your home and you, even if you don't live alone there's just a there's an element of loneliness that's happening now I think so to have like someone to talk to and to like do something with like I know you're not interacting closely but even just that yeah. like you get to do something with someone it's, it's lovely yeah totally and, and and a part of it too is kind of like taking our minds off of yeah everything. because like what there's one topic to talk about like we're stretching mm -hmm. to, to find other things to talk about is like as like pop culture or just like in general right you know so sometimes it's nice to have just like a stranger to come up and like i don't know anything about you you don't know anything about me we can just talk about whatever we want you know yeah. and just be open to have that conversation like that's why i'm just trying to be open to like hear people and like a lot of people are interested in like what what i'm doing and how is it going and everything and i'm 100 percent happy to share that story but i think like people else kind of want to like let a bit uh, let a bit out you know mm -hmm. because it's we're all under a lot of pressure right now yeah and we, we found that it's a similar kind of thing through this podcast is people just mm -hmm. want to for one hear that other people are going through it and two, just have that that a different connection than the one that they're having every day if they're even having one at all yeah exactly because it's all like you know everybody's like i don't know if it's tuesday or sunday yeah. <laughs> 
mix, mix it up a little bit yeah. here. <laughs> Give us something to do. Do you, do you think you're, you're going to take away anything out, out of this for your photography, you know, post COVID? Well, I mean, already, I mean, I've just, there's so much, so many more eyes on my photography mm -hmm. that's been giving me a, a lot of opportunities. So it's, uh, you know, like I said, that week is I lost all of my business, but I actually haven't really missed a step. I just kind of like switched real quick mm -hmm. and, it, and it worked and I just kind of rolled with it and tried to make that the best that I could. And, um, and that has kind of like now is, you know, I'm, I'm photographing other things based on people that I've met through this project. That, that's super interesting because you're like the, I mean, we've only had, what is it, 28 episodes. And I think you're like the third guest who's now talked about something similar like that, where they had a business, it dried up. And then because they were able to pivot, they ended up with even yeah. more attention than they began with because everybody's searching and wanting to connect right now. Yeah, I think a, a lot of, uh, you know, a big part of the beginning of it was like, you know, it's obviously something that connects with people and people really kind of like see this project as something that's in, in, important and, and they really like it. But early on, I, I felt even when I was selling those prints previous to doing the portraits, it was like just watching so much of the community support the community. Mm -hmm. And I just really love to see that, that like, you know, we are all going to just look out for each other. Everybody wants to, you know, I was, you know, a, a lot of my friends own businesses and a couple of them I photographed and stuff. And like those conversations were some of the hardest conversations that I had because I know that there's these people that have put their blood, their sweat, everything into this business. And now they're just sitting there watching it and they don't know how it's going to come out. And it's like pretty heavy to, to see that the hardest working people are having the hardest time of it falling apart, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. And it, it, it's almost kind of like become like a bit of a golden era for artists because so many of the other things have been washed away or, or at least on hold, uh, like set brick and mortar, for example, is apart from a few businesses like liquor stores and <laughs> grocery and delivery, um, mm -hmm. everything else is struggling while artists kind of have the ability to pivot and do something kind of with their own two hands. Yeah. I mean, and people don't have anything, anything else to spend their money right. on right now, you know? So that helps. I mean, because they want to, now they have the money to support those people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that also kind of makes you think of like how much people, how much money people are able to have right now. You know, It's interesting too, because it's also, so, like, for instance, if I walked home, I probably would purchase so many things on the way home. We'd get takeout. We'd do all these things. All those things are erased. Mm -hmm. And then now there's all this time to spend consuming other things that you maybe normally wouldn't have sat down and done before, like looking at people's art. Or, you know, I was talking to a friend and she's like, oh, I bought this painting. I'm like, you buy paintings? <laughs> I didn't know you buy paintings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like kind of, you know, the slowing down of everything kind of like, maybe is allowing people to look around a little bit mm -hmm. more not being so focused on like you know if you, you can't go to work so your whole that whole focus is now you have all that time to like figure out well, what would you do if you didn't have to work yeah and you you touched on it a little bit but i, I want to hear more about it as someone who's now kind of out and about uh for most of your day from the sound of it uh, what's that like? Because some of us have been stuck indoors <laughs> for a solid two months now. 
um, it's, I mean, the only thing that I notice is, is less traffic. Right. It's like I, I can get from one end of the city to the other in like 10, 15 minutes. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I live a pretty like stay at home, go to the studio kind of life. I, I don't really go out a ton and that sort of thing. It's kind of like focused on what I'm doing. So I, I, I feel like the, the biggest disruption to my personal life, which is like pretty privileged spot to be that like i just don't go to the grocery store every day now you know mm-hmm. i don't get the fresh f- food every day i go once a week or once every week and a half kind of thing so as far as like out and about it's different like you know uh, uh, definitely a couple of weeks ago when they had no parking uh, restrictions downtown like there was it seemed like there was nobody downtown mm-hmm. It was like pretty slow, but now when I go around, like I'm not doing as many portraits this week as I have in previous weeks. Like it's kind of starting to slow down a little bit, but it it's definitely a lot busier this last week than it than it's been in a while. Yeah. So you think it? Do you think it's slowing down? That that's a factor of just people are starting to get out there a little bit now. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's that's exactly how I feel about it. Is just like you know, I, I think people are kind of like eager to get back to something mm-hmm. whatever whatever it's going to be that uh that, that focus seems to be shifting there just generally and how do you feel about that uh, like we, we've spoken about this a couple of times now that the bc government is now lifting restrictions but saying kind of like we're just going to watch and see what happens and we might have to <laughs> reinforce all that stuff how, how do you feel about that well, I don't know. It's such a tough one because it just kind of feels like, you know, everybody takes what they want out of the information because there's so much information and it's, and it is a little bit of like, you know, I got tired of it four weeks ago of reading or like seeing headlines that are like the real truth about COVID-19. Yeah. Right. Everybody's got the real truth. Like, come on. So uh, I tried to resort to just like, listen to the prime minister for those updates in the morning and then check out what uh, Bonnie Henry's saying in the afternoon and try and block out the other stuff because that's the thing is all that information is kind of giving you the idea that you can just like pick out the information that works for what you want to do that day. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of tough. I mean, I live really close to that dude chilling park mm. and like, that's like, I don't know. It's pretty crazy to me to walk by and like hear a murmur of people before I get to the end of the block and it just be like packed full of people. And there's like three slack lines set up and like, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't really know what to say about it. I'm just trying to trying to do what I think is good, which is like just chill out from being around lots of people. Yeah, yeah we are definitely, we're definitely in that boat, but we've gone out, we've gone yeah. out a couple of times and it's the same downtown. Like, I don't think you, probably see it we didn't go into the core of downtown but we live in um davy village and you can notice it up there like there's no cars it's mostly all people walking and locals but the beaches yeah. and the seawall are a totally different ballgame like it's packed it's just packed yes yeah, it's, it's wild I, I don't understand it i mean I, yeah i just don't i don't get it that uh, people are doing that but yeah, it's yeah, every I guess everybody has different priorities and like you said it's hard to know what to believe and so everybody kind of has mm-hmm. to make up their own mind and it seems a lot of yeah. people are comfortable with not social distancing right now at least downtown for sure. Yeah, no. 
it's yeah. Well, we'll see, I guess, in a couple of weeks what happens. Right. Yeah, that's kind of where we are too, because I think it's it's also like those people may not have seniors or at-risk people that they know of or that mm-hmm. they're around, so maybe they feel like there's less risk to them, so it's not a big deal. But yeah, I guess we'll see in the. That's what we're. Well, I think that I think that that is a. a great point because i hear that a lot too it's like oh it doesn't affect me Mm -hmm. but that's 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 the point is that it's not about affecting you it's about affecting the people that are at risk and like if you don't care about them then i don't know that's a pretty hard question to ask yourself yeah we spoke about that with one of our guests from toronto who, who said you know until someone next to you someone that you're connected to gets affected that's when it becomes real for people but until then everybody's just kind of like well if it doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's probably the stance on a lot. It's like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, it's, uh, I'm fine. I'll be fine. Right. Yeah. But I think that the way to look at it is like, it's not really about you. Yeah. Like, we're not doing this because we want like Jimbo Jones from down the street to be okay. Right. We want it because like we want the hospitals to be able to look after cancer patients, and we want the hospitals to be able to look after people that are sick. It's not even just about the COVID. It's about the you know the health industry and like how do we how do we help people that are sick and if we overload it with you know i don't know just it seems like a simple ratio to follow but maybe it isn't right and and those of us that do care would like to be out again sometime before 2042 (laughs) stay home so i can go yeah like it's already probably going to be a year like we don't need it to be three years people like i know Some of us are struggling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let us out already. Go home. Stay home. I mean, we, we, we've talked about this since the beginning. Like, can we just get like a universal lockdown for a month and then we'll just all be done with it instead of just stretching this out forever? I kind of feel the same way, but it's like, I don't know, the government feels like it's really touchy to do something like that, to be called something that it doesn't think that it is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's too in your face for yeah. them. They'd rather do it a little sneakier than that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, China did it and they're doing better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I agree with you. I, 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 I thought that that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it might still, if it flares up again. Right. Yeah. It might come down harder, right? Maybe they just need to prove whether it's going to flare up again and be like, see, we told you this. Or yeah. if it doesn't happen, they'll be like, oh, good thing we let you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the vaccine just, just we, we get the miracle that even though they're saying, you know, 12 to 18 months minimum, I mean, you never know. I was reading uh, earlier that they have something like eight or nine um, vaccines in human trials already, which is much faster than they usually do. So that's something, I guess. They're working hard on it. That's good, I guess. Yeah, Because that's really the only thing that's going to like really help you like go back to a hockey game mm-hmm. or like go to a concert or something is if there's a vaccine like that's kind of the, the only thing really. right yeah and yeah because even even if they do open it up you know i i feel like a lot of people are just going to be kind of like shy about going into big crowds yeah like oh for sure yeah but like we uh we had someone who is um who works for i guess sorry go ahead i was just gonna say well maybe not judging on like kids Beach yeah. this weekend <laughs> It's true. Yeah, it's an interesting debate because we had someone on who worked for the Whitecaps and uh, he's an old friend. So I was debating him pretty hard and saying like, you know, I think uh, until like we're not we're going to see probably maybe like 30 to 50 percent of the crowds that we used to. 
-hmm. And he, he didn't think so. He thought as soon as, you know, everything, as soon as the government kind of opened it up and said, it's cool, you can go to a soccer game, that the stands would be full yeah. again. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, there, I mean, because there is also that cabin fever. Like, people are just, like, ready to party. Like, I, I heard two house parties, like, from my balcony last night. <laughs> like, people are, like, ready to party. Like, they're ready to get out there yeah. again. But it's just so dangerous. Right. So um, I want to touch a bit before we go on. Uh, how did you get involved with uh, Vancouver is Awesome? Because uh, we, haven't, we haven't told anyone because we literally mm -hmm. found out a couple of hours ago. But... Yeah. Uh, they're gonna feature us through your uh, through the 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 project that you're working on through the window. So, can you tell us a little bit about how that got underway and and what's that been like? Essentially, like Vancouver's awesome. Like a friend of mine told Bob about the project, and he like thought it was great. So they did a feature on me last month, and they put me on the cover of their first print issue. Oh wow! Uh, so they've been a pretty big supporter of it. And then Bob came to me and said that they were going to do some, uh, a project of it through Vancouver's awesome. And they were going to contact some people to kind of tell a story and I'll photograph them. And, um, so it just kind of came about that way. And, uh, you know, we're going to photograph you guys. So yeah, we're going to get to meet, I guess, uh, <laughs> later this week or meet at a distance yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of it's just like a friend told Bob about it and he just liked it and started, help, you know, telling people about it, essentially. And it's sponsored by, um, um, was it Bell or Telus? Telus uh, sponsored. But yeah, that, that was that was the thing is they wanted to do those sponsored ads because, I mean, they're trying to keep their business afloat. So that was one of their ideas, I suppose. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then he asked if they would, if they could do my project for it. And yeah, of course I'm down because he's, he's helped me out a lot. So. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a cool project, and I like where he wants to take it. So, and has the how has the feedback been for you from that? From that yeah. project, it like with the Vancouver's awesome yeah. ones. They're well, they're just starting. Um, we did the first one we did was somebody that I had previously photographed okay. as as a call out, um, just so they had kind of an example. Oh, and so, yeah. I, I just saw two emails come in uh, this afternoon and one of them was for you guys okay so you're just you're really just starting i thought i thought you had had yeah. a little bit of it no we just kind of had been working it out the last week okay and then they put their call out i think um on friday or something. oh that's oh, awesome wow. wow we got oh, in there yeah. early <laughs> right yeah there. no wonder they're like yeah, yeah. you're in they're like <laughs> the subject. that's awesome yeah so so i'll probably uh we'll probably get most of it done this week and then finish it off next week i know they want to kind of get it done right away so right it's uh like i say it doesn't it's not a not a huge laborious process so you can usually get it done pretty good awesome well we're, we're excited for it and we'll talk to you about that later on yeah I yeah. am going to uh, not wear my hair in a top knot that day. <laughs> well, I'll be washing up for that one. That's right. <laughs> uh, we gave uh, we gave our son a, a six year old uh, a haircut that was supposed <laughs> yeah. to go like one of those hair. I don't even know. It's how. like all shaved off, and then you just uh, brush the top to the side. It's like that. Oh you know, yeah, that one. But he doesn't yeah. like it that way, so he brushes it like just regular down. But that means there's Middle like part. there's like strands of hair that <laughs> look ridiculous all over the place. Long on one side, short on the other. It's like this. <laughs> you gotta swoop swoop it all down into like a devil's lock or something. It's like a side mullet, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
asymmetrical. Yeah. So we'll have to get that cleaned up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Or it'll just be there to document quarantine haircuts. Yeah. And, uh... and then you'll remember that haircut. <laughs> when, when he's like 16 and it pops up, he's like, how did you let them photograph my hair like this? <laughs> we asked you, you wouldn't brush it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, this has been awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for coming yeah. on. Uh, before we go, we generally like to ask people kind of the positive thing that they've taken away or that they will be taking away from this. Uh, any any kind of inspirational or positive things for you? Like from this whole COVID-19? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, think there's a couple things that I thought were pretty positive. Like I mentioned, I really liked seeing community support community. I thought that that, I mean, it's still happening and it's pretty amazing to see a lot of people really supporting a lot of great people um but there's a couple other things that you know the way that um money is being dished out by the governments and and that sort of thing that i thought was interesting when uh, like the american government was would write a trillion dollar check out of nowhere and then the next week come and write another trillion dollar Mm -hmm. check that those kind of things were quite kind of interesting to to witness and I just feel like some of those things maybe would be good to remember out of all of this too, that like money people don't have to be going without. Mm -hmm. And and the the money is just kind of being brought up. So if it's, if it could be brought up now, then it it could be there for people, you know, people don't have to suffer. It kind of seems needless now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a really interesting perspective that I hadn't really considered. It's very true if if they can do it now then then why not before yeah for sure and definitely moving forward right because you know, because it's been revealed yeah it's revealed you know there's a lot going on but there's some things that are being shown to us that it's like our system is not good for everybody yeah and everybody's now just being shown it so we just got to remember those things i think that's um jason touched on that as well that like right now they're kind of demonstrating what a universal income would look like right the people that are pro that yeah yeah so we'll see hopefully some positive changes come. yeah definitely well this has been awesome um thank you so much for coming on we're uh, excited to work with you i guess we'll we'll email you later and discuss the details and then uh yep. listeners of the pod can tune in <laughs> when the reveal is on and we're so okay. excited to see someone new. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So it'll be nice to see you. We'll uh, be yelling at you from our fourth floor balcony. Okay. I'll bring the long lens. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, okay. Ryan. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait. Well, uh, just to give you an opportunity to just throw out your, your um, handle on social media and your website and how people okay. get in touch with you. Yeah. It's a good side photo. So that's goodsidephoto.com. Um, on Instagram is at goodsidephoto. And uh, my Instagram, um, for my personal work is at Ryan Walter Wagner on Instagram and look for through the window on Vancouver's awesome coming up. That's right. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ryan. Okay. Thank you. We'll talk talk to you 